This is your co-host, Mark, former Hooper, college Hooper, coach, trainer, hoop lover. You can follow me on Instagram at Breaking Barriers Training. Here with my guy, says kids, future partner in coaching and business, GZAC. Hey, what's up, man? I'm your other co-host, Gerald, Hooper, coach, trainer, overall lover of the game. Y'all can follow me over on Instagram at GZ underscore hoops. I'm here on my boy since kids and my future coaching colleague. Thanks for tuning in with us and let's get straight to the episode. My dog, what's up, bro? Hey, what's going, Mark? How we doing? Pretty good, man. Just another day in paradise, I guess. How you, bro? Same, bro. Another day, another day. Now we're about to get into episode 20 of the Breaking Barriers pod. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I'm 20 already, bro. Right. And before we get into all that, we got to give a shout out to the gang, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, all of our fans have been rocking with us from day one and sharing all of our content, just spreading the word. For sure, man. We appreciate y'all and we're going to keep it rocking as long as y'all keep rocking with us, man. Facts. Bro, I can't honestly, though, I can't believe we're at episode 20 already. Yeah, I feel like we zooming by, bro. It seemed like they take a minute, but it seemed like we zooming at the same time. Right. I mean, low key, if you think about it, there's like 20 hours of us talking. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. On the man. internet. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Just last year, we wasn't thinking nothing about this either. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, but, bro, I mean, even with that, I was thinking of doing a little 20th episode contest, per se, where. I will, I want some of our fans, some of our true fans to kind of share with us on all of our socials at GZ Hoops on Twitter and Instagram, at Breaking Barriers Training on Twitter and Instagram, even our Facebooks, what y'all have liked so far through 20 episodes, disliked, certain conversations that you guys remember the most. Right. Let us know and just we'll be sharing them all. We want to kind of just gather some more feedback from you guys. Maybe even give out some potential merch we've been talking about, but for sure give you guys some shout outs on here and all of our socials. Definitely, man. Plug in with us. I mean, we definitely get we getting a lot of love. Our views is amazing for each right. episode and for overall. So it's just like we wanna uh you know, give y'all something special, I guess you could say, because of the fact that y'all y'all being down with us and we really just getting started. For sure. And even like I mean, after every episode drop within two minutes you let me know what's going on it's like we have like 10 to 20 people that tap in within those first minute two minutes so yes yeah, any, any of you guys give us some feedback or even just show us some love we want to share you guys who are just rocking with us and we're going to keep on going i mean just just wait for the next 20 episodes oh man it's just going to get better and better bro so you know just like you said tap in with us uh, at GZ Hoops and Breaking Barriers Training on both Instagram and Twitter. And then uh, as far as on Facebook, you can find me at Mark Henry Jr. You can find G at Gerald Zakar. So sure. just tap in with us and let's get straight into the episode, bro. What's the topic? Facts. I mean, the first thing we got to talk about is your tournament this past weekend. Yeah, man. It was dope. Facts. So the Adidas Pittsburgh Battle of the Berg. Um so you, you were keeping me updated over the weekend on what was going on. And I was trying to watch live, but actually they weren't airing the games, but they were giving final scores updates directly after each game. And I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the Basketball Stars of America for that because it definitely allowed me to tap in with you and see what the heck's going on over there in Pittsburgh. Definitely, man. I mean, you know, 
besides the few heckling fans who don't know basketball. And um, what people are acting up, bro. I mean, it was you couldn't tell there was no corona going on for real this weekend, bro. It was it was wild, man. I mean, the first tournament was like everything was under control. Now, this one is just like they back to normal, bro. As far as like just uh, I don't like to complain about officiating because that don't really determine the game, but officiating was horrible, like. For both sides, not just against us. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of teams were complaining about, you know, the ticky-tack fouls that was called this weekend. And then, um, you know, some parents just being airheads, like, you know, jumping in the conversation, and it's really not even nothing to do with them. Like, it, it was just wild. But other than that, you know, it was, once again, it was great basketball. I, I'm, a, I'm always appreciative of that. And, I mean, you know, it was just good comp for our team. Facts. Well, that's what I was even going to say. It looked like you guys played some tough competition over the weekend, really. Yeah, but bro. The, score, the scores definitely reflected improvement and growth game after game for you guys. Definitely. I mean, to be honest with you, we know the talent we got. And to be real, uh, the, the talent we play, we're like not nowhere near that. And that's no disrespect to the kids that we have. It's just, you know, our kids are – some of them well-rounded athletes, they play multiple sports, so they don't really just focus on one. Mm-hmm. And then and then some of them, you know, they, they try their hardest, but, you know, they're just – basketball won't be their future. It's right. something they, they want to do. And to be honest with you, we're not trying to duck no uh, competition, so we put them in the hardest bracket there is. Mm-hmm. So when we go and get our heads smacked, we don't really – we don't really get mad at that. We necessarily get mad at the little stuff, like the stuff we worked on, you act like you don't know, you know, what you're doing things like that but as far as the score we could really care less about the score because we just want the kids to understand like there's competition outside of just where you live right so and that's honestly even when i was trying to look for your guys's updated scores i was going through all the the different divisions and like you said y'all in the platinum the yeah, highest level for sure top division yeah i mean even with the scores man they weren't bad by any means and it's like like you said y'all are trying to play up you guys want to play the greatest competition that you can to allow your kids to grow, to get better for their high school season that's coming up here in a uh, quick few months. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's what we talked about last episode, too. AAU is really about just overall growth, whether it's skill set-wise, being a great teammate-wise, and just learning the game as a whole. I mean, there's no there's no downplaying AAU basketball. If you're, if you're in it, you're learning, you're growing, and you're bettering yourself. Definitely. I wish I wish more kids did it. Really, definitely, I'm, bro. I mean, I I love the atmosphere of it all. You know, it's like even the heck, even the heckling fans. Don't get me wrong about that one, but it's just like you know, some things as far as being a parent, you know, you shouldn't overstep, especially when you are getting into it with another child and you're an adult. But um, you know, other than that, like the heckling fans, that gets you ready for the big rivalry games. Uh, just the intensity of AAU and then facing better comp than you might see in high school is just dope enough experience by itself. And it's like, um, like you said, the scores don't really do them justice and it, and it shows the growth at the same time. But, um, you know, they definitely, it was definitely a great weekend of basketball once again for them. I mean, they just, you know, they, they got the chance to see, we played like the number three ranked team in the nation. So, and we actually gave them a run for their money. So it's like, we saw the, excitement in their eyes just because they found out they playing the number three team in, in the state. 
uh, nation, I should say. So they like mm-hmm. they they want to be able to say they beat them one day, you know. So they that gave them a little edge, and it's like things like that helps them build character in their uh, game as a whole. So we love it for sure. I mean, it definitely puts a little extra kick in their step. Mm-hmm. But even even getting back to the heckling fans, it's like that just kind of makes me. I don't even know, like. After all this stuff that's been going on in recent months, why can't we just all come together peacefully and enjoy some basketball, get out on the court and, and learn and just compete? Why why you got to be sitting in the stands just going crazy for absolutely no reason? Bro, and you want to know what's crazy is it was two parents against a team that beat us at that. So, like, they're not heckling with our parents. They're heckling with the kids on the court. You know what I mean? That's that's even worse. Bro, like, the one the one was like, our point guard, um, shout out to Malik. Mm-hmm. He, he tuned into all our episodes too. Hey, shout out Malik. Um, you know Malik was like, you know, he wanted them, he wanted them fiery players, bro. So like, he gonna get up in you, he gonna let you know he on you, and he gonna communicate with his whole team. He's a, a floor general, and he's real mm-hmm. loud, so that way nobody can say I didn't hear you, etc. So he's, like, he's your point guard. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what you want. It's your point guard. Exactly, bro. So. The one parent obviously, uh, supposedly didn't like it because I guess he was too loud, this and that. So the whole time she's yelling at him, telling him, shut up, go sit down, get out, like just, you know, saying stuff like that. And he's not even paying attention to her, though. So, you know, I, I didn't get to tell him this yesterday because I didn't even know about it till I got home. But, you know, shout out to Malik for just showing his maturity level to not uh, tap into what she was saying to just to keep focus on the game because it's funny that she was mad at him, but her son was cussing the ref out, telling the ref he was a piece of, you know what? Oh, man. He got a technical as soon as the game started, but, you know, Jeez, um, Malik was her main focus instead of her son cussing at a, another adult. She was focusing her energy on the wrong thing from what it sounds like. Yeah, definitely, bro. And then, you know, at the end of the game, they beat us, like I said, and one of my players was walking out, and he said something to the ref. I didn't uh, applaud or commend it. He could have just kept going. But, you know, he was yelling something across the court, and one of the parents from the team that won just starts talking and jumping in, talking, telling him he's this and that. And I'm like, he wasn't even talking to you. Like, let let us handle, you know, what we got to handle as far as what he said and stuff. And you worry about your team and your kid, but. For sure. That's the thing, too. It's like, let adults be adults, let kids be kids. I've heard that throughout my many years of playing, coaching, and everything, really. It's like, a kid should never be talking back to an adult, but like, then again, an adult should never be condemning a kid who they have no power over. Exactly, bro. And and if the tables was turned and their kids was mad, would they be saying anything to their kids for being mad? You know, that's how I look at things. And it's like, you can't tell no kid who's competitive to calm down like yeah they don't need to be disrespectful i'm all for being respectful no matter a win or a loss how anything ended you always win and lose with class but you can't calm down somebody's competitiveness you just can't bro and it's like especially after a game man come on man especially when you're facing a team who you might have beat on a whole year ago and then they got better or anything like that it's gonna be some animosity in certain games bro and it's just like the parents, man, they you just gotta do, just gotta do better, man. For real, and also even in regards to this whole thing, I do want to give a shout out to your boy Malik because, in my mind, strong point guards are vocal point guards. So it's right. like, like I said a couple of minutes ago, that's how you want your floor general to be. You don't want 
some point guard that's just kind of throwing up hand signals nonchalantly. You don't want someone that's essentially playing the too cool for school role. You know what I'm Man, saying? Like, that, yeah, bro. Right. If, if you're the point guard, if you're the one, you got to take command of the team. You're the coach on the floor. It's like you're the quarterback of a football team. You're the pitcher of a baseball team. You're running the show. So, like, if people can't hear you, you're not doing your job. So, exactly. shout out to Malik for doing his thing. I like that. I like what I'm hearing from him. And hopefully I can see him grow and continue to be great. Yeah, man, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, I, I don't know if we got one this week or next week. I got to see again, but I'm going to definitely try to get some film and send to you because, I mean, like, he he's a – I've been working him out for the past year now, so. Okay. He definitely been – I mean, he's a – man, he's a workhorse. Like, his his mindset to the game as far as, like, his motor is just like Russell Westbrook, bro. Like, he go to Sharon? Yes, he go to Sharon. Okay. He'll, he started mid-season this year which he should have been getting a lot of more playing time at the beginning before he started, but I ain't going to get into that. Um, varsity? Yeah. Hey, as but, a freshman? Um, he's a sophomore this year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so well, this this past year was a sophomore going into his junior year. Right. Year. But, I mean, bro, I'm going to try to get you some film. We could definitely get him on here too because uh, he's definitely full of life. But, bro, I mean, he, he played a true point guard role. Like, if you could have saw his film this week, because he didn't play with us last weekend. This was his first weekend playing with Okay. But if you would have saw his film, bro, like, you would have just flat out adored the way he played as far as, gee, man, I'm telling you, he set up a lot of open shots. And a lot of them wasn't knocked down. You know, they was good quality open shots, though. Mm-hmm. But I it's mean, all, he, it's all right. It's, it's crazy because the one the one team we played, which was actually BSA, their own tournament. Oh, bad. Uh, their coach flat out said, we got to go to a zone because we can't guard him one-on-one. Huh. A- and our help side is horrible. So they went into a 1-3-1. He was breaking that. They went into a 1-2-2. He's breaking that. They went into a 2-3. Everything they tried to go into, you know, he was breaking it, finding open men. If he wasn't finding them, he'd bring it back out, set something up. If he wasn't doing that, he was pulling up for the open shot, getting to the lane, you know. Huh. And then defensively, I mean, everywhere he went, nobody scored. They didn't even want the ball, you know. So, definitely shout out to Malik because, I mean, he, he carried us. We ain't win the game, but he carried us as far as, like, just being that general. And that's kind of what he needed it is he needs this right now to get ready for next year with Sharon because they're going to be uh, rebuilding. For sure. And that's another thing about AAU, too, like we talked about. AU is a way for individuals to gain confidence, too, and just the comfortability of stepping into a lead role. So it sounds like he wasn't able to get maybe the time he wanted this past year, sophomore year, but going into that junior year, that's a big year, man. I mean, that's a big leap going into the varsity level, going into potentially recruiting offers coming in. And sounds like if he sticks with you and sticks with your guys' AAU circuit, he's on the right road to to success, man. Yeah, bro, he's he's a workaholic, and he just – he don't quit. Like, he always want to challenge me, always want to challenge me. I got to beat him every time. Uh-huh. I got to throw that out just so when he listened to, just so he know. But I always got to beat him, but then he always – like, there was times where I didn't even want to get in the gym. Like, you know how some days you, like, you don't mind doing it, but you kind of tired. It's not feeling it. Yeah, and I couldn't – there's days where I'd be like, man, I don't know, and – but because he want to work and it's like he's so hungry to work, I will always go and get in the gym with him or, you know, just send him something or try to do something and tap in with him, send him little videos. But he's definitely always working. And he's he's one of them players that he got a bright future 
because he's also a uh, uh, honor roll student too. So hey, it's very important, man. Very important. De- definitely, man. So shout out to you, Malik, and uh, keep going, man, for sure. Hey, yeah, we'll have to have him on here, man. For definitely, sure. definitely, man. Now I know you said after last weekend's tournament, you guys instantly got back into the gym, focused on a few little things that you knew you could control and just work on for this upcoming tournament here that you just had. Right. You you guys ready to kind of take care of a few more little things and get back into it, potentially having a tournament this weekend or whenever the heck you're about to play again? Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, bro, the past it's it's kind of rough because of the fact you know they had they, they had practices, but I don't. Of course, that wasn't enough. So you right. know, we just kind of knocking off the rust as far as seeing where everything goes, and you know, not freelancing it, but. We got a structure where we want to, to see them go and see them end, of course. But um, as far as these past two tournaments, they was really just to see what we had to work on, bro. And it's like everything is self-explanatory. So, like, you just got to keep chopping away at it. And it's honestly just little stuff. So that's the the great thing about it. It's nothing, like, too major. Like, when we just, like, we flat out suck. Right. Like, we, we got a lot of potential. It's just – we ask these kids to come in and have two weeks of practice and then hop into a tournament. Right. I mean, shoot, like this whole pandemic thing's still going on too. We can't forget about that. So these kids might've been laying low for a couple of weeks, months, really. Now it's like, all right, go play three, four games in a weekend and let's see what we can do. Yeah, exactly, bro. And it's like, one thing that made me mad is people always want to say, you're young, you're young, you're young. You should be able to run. It don't matter how young you are. You still got to be in shape. Right. And it's like, I applaud these kids just for coming out here, dealing with getting yelled at, knowing that they it's the summertime. They could be at home doing whatever. But, they, you know, they chose to come do this. They want to do this. They're getting their backs kicked in some games, and they still show up to the game, still show up to practice with the same mindset and attitude. And it's just like – when you got that type of team, even though you're losing, you can't help but to love that team and want to be around them. And you can't help but to get better as a team because of the fact, you know, it's like they don't give up. They're not, they not the type to uh, say we just got to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to come back. Like, we had one player quit, but he his heart wasn't in it. No, that's all right. You know, okay. so it is what it is. But as far as that go to wrestle, we picked up Malik for that guy that left and actually Malik put us – at being better than being worse. So uh, no knock to the kid, but he just wasn't in it. And there's no point in wasting our time and wasting his time. And Malik wanted it. Malik, I mean, he couldn't get in no gym. So that mm-hmm. was killing him for these past two, three months. And then I, me and the head coach both was like, well, we do need a point guard. And he could play and he want to play. Like, you know, Malik Sign found him up. Exactly. He found that out and it was music to his ears and both of ours. So, like, we're going to be all right. Thanks, man. I mean, hey, sounds like you got a good group over there. I mean, plug your team and just kind of give them a shout-out real quick, bro. Shout-out to Shut Them Down. Uh, you know, I, I would name all of them, but I don't want to forget their name, but <laughs> Shut Them Down, ninth grade. <laughs> uh, too many. <laughs> bro, too many. Too many. But, uh, no, actually, yeah, too many. No, matter of fact, matter of fact, I got y'all. Uh, shout out to I'm gonna say their names, but if I don't say their first name, they'll be all right. Uh, shout out to Grimes. Shout out to Bryce, Day, Daylin, Levi, <laughs> Malik, uh, Braxton, uh, Malachi, Carter, and whoever else, man. If I, oh, Tristan, and whoever else I forgot, man. 
Nick. All, all the boys. Yeah, y'all be all right. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Keep being great. For sure, man. For sure. <laughs> but, man, at the end of the day, though, just having this conversation last week and this week, I mean, it just really makes me happy to see that AAU basketball is coming back. Definitely, man. I mean, bro, it's – I mean, you know, like we've been saying it's basketball, and it's like – you can sit back and watch film. You can sit back and learn a little things, but sometimes you got to learn up close and action. Like, and I'm seeing situations that we're put in to, and it's like, it's helping me understand from a coach's point of view, from an assistant coach. And as if I was in the head coach position, how to handle stuff. So it's, it's definitely dope. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just like anything in life. I mean, you can study for the test as long as you want, or you can, mentally prepare for the interview as long as you want but you need that hands-on experience to truly grow truly learn what the heck's going on so it's like yeah man I mean my advice for you I mean I I was an assistant coach over at the high school level and honestly that was a great experience I kind of liked being in the back burner a little bit you don't have all the pressure as the head coach you have a little bit more leeway if you do goof up it's not the end of the world Right. And you're able to just kind of implement your stuff coinciding with your head coach, and you guys can bounce off each other and kind of run with it from there, brick by brick, like you always say. Definitely, bro. It's um, The back burner is actually fun for real because you kind of coast. And I, it's crazy. I was just talking about it yesterday. Like, Fact. I'm so used to being the head coach, and the kids kind of – I'm not really that mean, strict coach, but at the same time, I am. So it's like they, li- they love me to hate me, you know, but it's like right. – now I'm kind of just on the good side because the head coach is the one that they like but hate. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just like I'm you're, the one. You're that, like the cool coach now. Ex- exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly. I'm like the one that come behind him and fix everything, like make pump their spirits back up. And it's like now that I see how to do that, it helped me because I see how to not be as a head coach. And that's no knock to the guy I'm with, but I'm just saying as far as like, you can't always talk to some kids or every kid the same. And, you know, oh, you, yeah. you know that. We knew that. But mm-hmm. it's like sometimes you're stuck in your ways and, you know. You just take a, take a step back and you see from a different right. perspective. That's all. That's yeah, that's all. All, that's all it is, bro. So, I mean, everything's a learning experience, like we always say. And I don't know. I, I could rock with the assistant coach for a while. Yeah, it's not a bad gig, man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, bro. So what's up? Um, you know, it's not a topic, but so we hear that you're coming to Kennedy now. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so for all y'all that are listening, man, I'm out here in Baltimore, Maryland. I've been out here for a little over a year, and I don't really plan on leaving anytime soon. <laughs> but my dad got word from a legendary coach back home. I'm not really going to drop names, but – he was telling my dad that rumor on the street was that I was coming back home to get back to my alma mater and be the next coach at Kennedy, kind of replace Coach Rick Mancino. But unfortunately, that's not happening. Not not yet, at least. I got I got to learn my stuff out here and figure my figure my life out really first before I return home. I'm just wondering why why I wasn't aware. <laughs> And we talk on the podcast, so that's where I'm wondering where the rumors came from, man. Well, my, my, my dad was like, Mark was probably spreading it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Coach Zach. Nah, bro, but I mean, I mean, that'd be a tough act to follow, bro. Man, that'd be a lot. Big. We talked about it a couple episodes ago, but Coach Mancino is a legend over there, man. I mean, obviously, four state championships as a coach, one as a player. Those are huge shoes to fill in. Man. I've I've heard who is gonna be filling those shoes. I'm not gonna release anything. That's not my, not my uh, air to speak right now. Once the yeah. once the name is dropped, we can talk about it. But 
I think they'll be in good hands. They they don't need me just yet. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I, that's that's definitely a, you doing something right. Obviously, if you if you're all the way at Baltimore, you in the room or so. Yeah, man. Hey, shout out whoever made it, man. It right. ain't that bad. No. What's the next topic, though, bro. Well, I was just kind of keeping on the AAU circuit for a okay. minute. Okay. Okay. I seen some highlights on Gabe Cup's plan where he's finally starting to look a little bit older. Finally. Right. He's not looking like no little kid. He's playing out of a team based in Indiana, the Indy Heat Gym Rats. Then seeing that also made me think of what we talked about over the weekend, Big Jazeer Jackson getting uh getting an offer from an HBCU, actually Tennessee State. And if anybody ain't listening to that, go tap in because we definitely said that his boys was going to be next to get them Offered, and if you're wondering who him, we talk about Mikey Williams. So, yeah, bro, that's definitely big. And also, speaking of indie, you said indie gym rats, right? Right. You ever heard of Michi Johnson? Michi Ballhead? Nah, Michi Johnson. From, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Yes, yes, you see, yes. he was actually. This was his first weekend back too. Mm-hmm. He actually made his uh, debut back from tearing his ACL. From I did see team. that. I did see that. He looked yes. all right. So, yeah, so shout-out to him, too, man. AU is officially back, I'm guessing, bro, as far as these big teams starting to try to get back out there. I guess, but it's like – I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, state by state because, I mean, like, I haven't seen nothing about, like, Mikey playing or Bronny playing or any of those other notable dudes. I mean, even yeah. Jazir. Like, I didn't see Jazir hooping yet. He's been playing out with Ryan Rizuki. He's been training with him. But My question was what team was all of them – gonna look at you know now that they ain't on that uh blue coast team right well last, last summer mikey williams he switched up and played for the compton magic true that so is I, true. I was kind of assuming jazeera would play there and i guess maybe Bronny now that he's out in cali but who knows bro yeah man i mean shout out to jazeera too for getting the hbcu right and that's what mark was just talking about if you check out our last two episodes 18 and 19 we really talked about mikey pretty extensively on kind of breaking the barriers within the HBCU community. And we were saying, like, it'd be crazy if that original North Coast Blue Chips team all linked back up at an HBCU and kind of ran the table. And, I mean, hey, now it might be in the works. You never know. I know Mikey got offered by Tennessee State, too. Yeah, he definitely did, bro. I Man, all the HBCUs might as well stop and just giving his offer because we know they all want him. Oh, yeah. And it's – uh. I mean, it's we gotta wait three whole years, so that's the 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 nerve wracking part. But it's definitely dope just to see him even spread this light and then put his boys on, mm-hmm. and his boys get some. It's just it's all dope, man. Right. I mean, they like you said, they better offer Bronny. They better offer. I mean, that Coy Thurman, all those kids, really. Yeah, bring the whole team back, bro. <laughs> that would be crazy seeing them as like. I mean, at that point quote-unquote grown men, they'd be like 18, 19. But the last time all those kids would have played together, they would be like 13. Yeah, because they ended, what, last year as eighth graders? That mm-hmm. was last year for their team? Yeah, but, I mean, Mikey bounced. Um, man, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to blank. Oh, Rodney Gallagher, he was yep. on the original team. He, yep. he switched up. He actually plays for the ITPS Wildcats out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I've seen, I seen him. So, like, if they all actually, like, the OG team linked back up at an HBCU, that would just be insane. Yeah, man, I mean. That Ronnie Gallagher's nice. He's so quick. His first step is quick. 
He's a freak athlete. I mean, football and basketball, from what yeah, I got, see. Yeah, he got some Division One offers from um, football, too. So, I mean, he definitely doing his thing. And he close to our area, honestly. Right. And that's what I see. I mean, I follow Pitt basketball pretty closely. And they're very high on him. I see yeah. a lot of uh, uh, kind of scouting accounts on Twitter and Instagram talking about him. And he reacts with them. He likes them. And he follows Pitt men's basketball. He follows Coach Capel and it's pretty dope, man. I mean, maybe we'll see him in a pit uni a couple years from now. Hey, we, we the way these cats is going, we can see a lot of things, bro. And, right. You know, they're a whole new wave too at that. So, um, you know, they got a chance to really shake the world up and do something different. For real, so, for real. So, and know, even, shout out to them. Even talking about Jazir, one more second. I, I was watching a YouTube video with Ryan Rizuki. He's been blowing up on YouTube. Oh, man. Ryan? Yeah. R2. Yeah. R2. yeah he, I mean, he always been big on Instagram and stuff, but it's like... Well, now he got all them content creators up in there. Exactly, bro. That's exactly what I was just about to say. That and, like, he got that little um, court that he got made up for him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just... That court's dope. Yeah, that court's dope. And then Mikey started... Like, really putting out content as far as working out with him. It's mm-hmm. just, like, he's winning right now. Right, and that's what I was saying. Like, Big Jaw has been training with Mikey and Ryan. They go seven days a week. And Ryan was actually talking about how he's working with Jaw on footwork. I mean, his overall overall lateral quickness. Then also just dropping a few pounds. And he wanted to just kind of highlight that. He's still a kid. Like, people knock Jazir for being too heavy or too slow like yeah i mean dude he's a kid he's going into a sophomore year of high school i want to see how everybody would adapt to being 13 years old to seven foot right i mean shit like he's tall he might be done growing vertically but now he's he's gonna be able to slim out put on some actual muscle and drop some of that that baby weight that a lot of people like to talk about and yeah man i mean i like how ryan he's really positive and high on all the guys that he works with all right. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big thing because I mean, I mean as as you would know too because you train. Mm-hmm. Um, people need to understand that you know the game for one, and then once you get past that trust, they need to trust that you trust them, and um, you just always gonna be real with them, but you ain't always got to put them down while you being real with what they need to get better at. Right. You gotta have their back. Exactly, and you're their trainer, so being that you're their trainer. You need to be able to tell them in a positive light because at the end of the day, if you're the trainer, you got to get that, which you see wrong, better. So um, definitely shout out to him. I mean, he got, like you said, Jaw got three whole years to get that weight off, bro. And right. He's seven foot. Like, I, I think people see how tall he is and they think, like, we're exaggerating, thinking he's like six nine. Like, no, he's legit he's huge, seven bro. Foot, legit seven foot, bro. So it's like, you can't expect that. That boy to be seven foot at 14 years old, and he's just supposed to move around like Mikey. It's not right. possible. Not possible. That's the thing, man. We talk about it all the time, but it's it's the world of social media, man. Everyone's trying to compare people between each other, and it's like not everyone's not at the same stage in their lives, professionally, basketball-wise, just mentally, like anything, man. I mean, we've talked about Mikey Williams is above and beyond most kids his age. Physically and mentally, so Jaw's gonna get there, man. He's just gonna keep working and go from there. That's all. I mean, what what more do they expect from him? He's still dunking on people and blocking stuff. So I mean, he goes know. to a major prep school at IMG. Like he's not playing at some slacker school. 
at all, where they just blowing everybody out. Like, they take L's, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like you said, people going to talk. But one thing that I like about him is that he still got that work ethic that he want to get better. And he just not really focus on that. And it, like like we said a, a, f- a few, few episodes back, like, people don't understand how these kids got the, the world in their hands already, bro. Like, just they through got, social media. Right. They got so many followers. They got uh They got the blue checks. <laughs> <laughs> they got the blue checks. They got they can literally get any access to anything as if they was already a professional player. Right. And they're pretty much living the professional life because you know school's pretty much a cakewalk for them. Mm-hmm. And just everything with their life, bro. So they're pretty much an NBA player before even being one. So it's like at the age of fourteen. It's crazy. So for him to just be able to take everything and uh you know, run with it and do what he do. Man, you gotta once again applaud him for being mature, right? And not really letting that get to him and knock him because he could have been knocked that and put that in his head and be like, you know what? I'm sorry, I'm done. You know, but that didn't phase him, bro. Oh yeah, he could be reading the hate comments every day. Like, man, I'm about to just drop this, go play football, or go do anything else. I exactly. think he, I think he does play football for IMG though. Mm. I think it's an offensive tackle. I don't know really much about it, but I'm pretty sure I've seen some stuff on him playing football where he would probably go crazy there too. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, these kids nowadays, bro, they, they, they're a different breed than us as far as, like, being so gifted naturally. and yeah, it's just genetically gifted. You know, and it's like, bro, it's it's crazy. It's just crazy, bro. The whole thing is crazy, and I just I just commend them because they're so much more mature than us. You know, like, I, I see people from our generation. I've seen our generation, generation before us. Some people couldn't handle this pre- little pressure from just Mercer County, you know. Like, imagine if they had these guys pressure and, like, they would have been folded. And it's just, like, for these kids to, yeah, man, just these kids, man, they just different, bro. But what's the next topic? For sure. But um, the next thing we got to talk about is the TBT, the basketball yeah. tournament. Yeah, I saw that. I got a little update on that earlier. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, for all y'all that don't know, I know we talked about it here, what, two episodes ago, but the TBT is a summer basketball tourney where there's typically 64 teams um, playing all throughout the summer months, competing for a grand total of, I think it's about $2 million now that can be evenly distributed throughout your team. But with the whole pandemic going on, we went over all the guidelines, but just to sum it up real quick, it's essentially this summer consisting of 24 teams competing in uh, a 10-day tournament style, which begins July 4th in Columbus, Ohio. So we talked about how we're just excited to have some live hoops back. And personally, I've always loved this tournament, but the hype this summer is bigger than ever, obviously, due to what the world's been going through the last couple of months. Yeah, bro. It's, I mean, like, I don't know, man. I mean, I think everybody is so stuck on the NBA and college that they just can't uh, appreciate good basketball. And for people to try to keep coming up with these leagues and, you know, do stuff for our entertainment Mm -hmm. as far as what we like, I think it's dope. And, you know, I I actually tuned in a couple of times. Oh, man, it's super dope. I mean, like I said, I mean, there's current overseas pros. There's former NBA players. There's former collegiate standouts. There's just very high level of basketball players playing in this tournament year in, year out. 
And the thing I wanted to touch on here is ISO Joe, Joe Johnson, former NBA All-Star, former Big Three League champion. This dude just announced the other day that he is joining the the basketball tournament and he's playing for Overseas Elite. Who Overseas Elite, for those who don't know, won the tournament four times already in the five years of existence from 2015 to 2018. And the only their only loss was last year, last summer. They were knocked <laughs> off by the Ohio State alumni team, who actually ended up winning it all. So, so they're adding Joe Johnson, bro, with four t- titles under their belt already. Yes. So this is gonna be a scary sight. I mean, like I said, former NBA All Star, Big Three champion. Like this is Don't honestly, I was gonna say he's like the true definition of a basketball journeyman. Yeah, I mean, man, he'd have been all over, bro. And he could still get a bucket. So, I mean, shout out to Joe, man. Bucket Joe, man. He's 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 like that. Right. I'm interested to see what he do, though. For sure. And that's the thing. Like, now that he is kind of joining up with it, I'm interested to see if any other free agents or not even this summer, but in the summers to come, any other former NBA players, notable NBA players, I should say, are going to compete in this just to get some running. Because, like, like we said, I mean, last summer he played in the big three. He dominated there. He, it was essentially like, Joe, like, what are you doing? Like, you're too good to be playing in that league, you know? Right, right. Then he went back to the NBA, and it didn't really work out. He he joined the Pistons, and it was just didn't work out. The cards weren't really in his favor. And now he's joining the overseas elite, who I think they're about to run it up crazy. Definitely. You know who I can see coming over there next huh. to play? Michael Beasley. He's been in the gym. That's, Crazy. that's what I'm saying. And nobody wants to pick him up. Why not? If you ain't going to go overseas, why not play in that? Right. And like I said, like there's a lot of current overseas pros that play in this tournament every summer just because there's no contracts that you need to sign. You just sign up with your boys and go hoop. Exactly. So, you know, I'll, let's uh, push for him to get into too, you know, and look out for that. But hey, I mean, if 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 you see Mike Beasley signing up for the TBT, just say Mark from uh, the Breaking Barriers pod called that. <laughs> for sure, bro. You heard it here first. But did you see um West Virginia? Actually, yeah, about to just you already knew about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, crazy, right? So they took the whole team out, right? Yeah. So um, for those that don't know what we're talking about, the West Virginia alumni team. They have been withdrawn from the basketball tournament due to positive COVID testing, where a couple weeks ago, like I said, when we talked about all the guidelines in regards to how the TBT is being distributed, one of, one of the rules was if one member of your TBT team tests positive for the virus, your whole team gets the boot. And that's what happened here. But now there's been news throughout today, as I've been reading more into it, there's multiple guys on this roster that have tested positive. So that makes me wonder, like, what was they out here doing? Like, Bro, from, from what I've read, nothing. They've been just working out as a team in their training facility over at WVU, and that's about it. Wow. And they still – wow. They were asymptomatic. They weren't feeling nothing. Wow. that's That shows you COVID is real, man. Right. And that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like today people are just kind of – going stir crazy they're tired of staying in the house they're tired of just going to work or even working from home and everything in between they're just sick of it all but the 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 moral of the story this thing's still here and it's still very very real 
And I mean, if dudes like these guys who I'm sure are very strong minded and going to the gym, going home, staying with their family, that's it. If they're able to test positive, me, I can test positive. You can test positive. Anybody can. Exactly, bro. Nobody's exempt from what we've been talking about since episode one, right? Right. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's one thing we we've talked about it multiple times, but like this whole pandemic's been a blessing in disguise in the sense that it made us put one step and one foot in front of the other and go forward with this podcast idea. Yeah, because I mean, how how long do you think we would have prolonged this? We talked about it before the COVID. <laughs> yeah, you asked me a, a while ago. I was like, eh, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy we're doing it, man, for sure. But it's like it just makes me think like. This thing is very, very real, and I hope everyone's continuing to take the necessary precautions and follow all the CDC guidelines that are needed to be followed. And it just makes me think, like, how many other guys within this tournament alone are going to test positive and how many teams are going to get booted? And is the NBA seeing all this? Like, what what are they going to do? And is there even going to be a TBT league if there's other guys with it, you know? So it's a lot of... A lot of questions to it, and uh, you know, like you said, everybody please just follow the guidelines because it's definitely real. As you saw, there's people who died from it, even famous people, right? And you would, you would think they'd be kind of the last people since they got a lot of money, mm-hmm. but um, it's obviously real, so just stay safe and um, just stay tuned in here so you can hear the updates on the TBT league as well, for sure. And it's like, like I said, it's normally a 64 team platform where. With this WVU team getting the boot, another team already got offered to step in and play. So it's like they have some wiggle room in that sense, but still, man, I mean, it's definitely it's it's worrisome for sure. Yeah, it's risky business, bro. And that's what it like our NBA players that have already been kind of leaning on the fence. Are they reading into this like, man, like, should we come back? And it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh. It's like as soon as it start looking good, this pop back out and get worse. Right. Like, so, um, you know, prayers to everybody that got it. For sure. Hopefully they get over it and, um, you know, we'll just have to stay tuned with the TBT. For sure, man, for sure. And even bouncing off that, diving into some NBA stuff here. I don't know if you've seen, but earlier, I mean, it was like an hour before we hopped up on here. Um, the Knicks have requested and received permission to interview Lakers assistant coach Jason Kidd, along with Warriors assistant coach Mike Brown, for their head coaching gig. Yeah, I seen that. I ain't see Jason Kidd, but I saw Mike Brown. Jason Kidd was like right before we hopped on. Wow, what you think about that? I mean, in my mind, I, I kind of take it story by story. So it's like, I know Jason Kidd ended his playing career with the Knicks, where I mean, he played all right there. Obviously, it was the later stages of his career, but after that. He then jumped and became a head coach over in Brooklyn. Then he was also a head coach over in Milwaukee. And obviously we knew he kind of struggled in that head coaching position. Um, It's not the easiest thing to just transition from player to coach. We've talked about that multiple times here. But I think this year, being on the Lakers bench, kind of like we talked about a little bit ago today, kind of taking the back burner, just soaking all the information in that he needs I think this could be a step in the right direction for New York. I mean, I think he would be an amazing head coach for LaMelo Ball. Yeah. I mean, like you said, bro, it's not easy of a transition. And one thing for him is he probably 
had to see how to transition everything into a coach because he was able as a captain, as a leader, as this and that to, you know, still show them what you maybe felt like they needed to fix. Whereas you can show them now, but you got to transfer everything as a coach. So you got to make sure they understand the workouts. Even though they're pros, you still got to make sure they understand the workouts they're doing. It's convenient. The little stuff. So, I mean, you're right. That time with the Lakers, especially being up under LeBron. Right. Uh, it could have showed him a lot. Isn't that crazy that we have to say under LeBron when LeBron's still a player? Oh, man, exactly, bro. Because, <laughs> you know, it was, it was crazy why you was talking about uh, J.K. being on the bench with the Lakers. I was going to say, what do you think he really learned under Frank Vogel? <laughs> being I mean, Frank Vogel don't say two words. Or something. It's Bron. It's Bron's world. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, at this point, bro, he didn't been around playing the game for how long. Mm-hmm. What can a coach, even though it sounds bad to say this, and kids that's listening don't think that you're the same type or same level. Because you're probably not LeBron. <laughs> never will be. Let's just get that out there. But um, you'll be, you could be better. Don't get me wrong with that, though. But uh, as far as uh, saying what do he really got to listen to, he didn't already see more than some of these coaches because a lot of these coaches is new coaches. Mm-hmm. In the NBA, so it's like, what can you really tell him or get him motivated or do to that he didn't see or know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is, but he definitely learned from LeBron, even though he played in the NBA just as long as LeBron. Facts. And that's the thing, too. I mean, even switching gears back to him coaching LaMelo, we, we, we've seen many mock drafts that LaMelo might end up in New York with the Knicks. And, I mean, I just think Jason Kidd, obviously was a pass-first oriented point guard who was able to dominate the game in multiple ways, rebounding, scoring, just doing the little things on the defensive end, getting in passing lanes. I mean, he could really mentor LaMelo like some other coaches might not be able to do. And it's just funny, like, so many comparisons over the last couple years between Lonzo and Aeson Kidd, not Jason. It was the early year of Jason Kidd when he didn't have a J. Right. That, that, yeah. that's been a thing so it's like it's crazy how things potentially could work out if they're all lined up yeah for sure bro you know the crazy thing about it is a point guard who's a head coach and you got a young star point guard coming in that's like a blessing in disguise for Melo oh, because because in fact he can show Melo so much more from a pro point of view for one because he was in it himself and he could you know, just help him adapt to living that pro life, even though he's already a pro overseas. The NBA is a different way, of course. So, so it's like him or Mike Brown could be good for the for the situation. But um, you know, I, I definitely think J.K. would be better just because of the fact he's able to um, pretty much put Melo in the best position. I feel like right, and that's what I was going to touch on too. Mike Brown, obviously, we know. He's been around the block a few times. He's coached at multiple teams throughout the A. Um, very experienced in the role of being a head coach, along with being an assistant. His most recent years with the Warriors, racking up some titles over there. And, right. I mean, that's another thing. He He's another name that would be a valid step in for New York and just kind of another stepping stone into getting them back on the map. I mean, the Knicks haven't been relevant in how many years? Since Melo was there probably when we was in high school. Right. And I know we didn't experience the, the dominant years of New York basketball, but everybody says it. The world is better when the Knicks are better. It's kind of like the Cowboys in football. <laughs> so it's like 
they they need something, man. A new coach, a new rising star, whether that's Lamella, whether that's Cole Anthony, whether that's anybody. They just, yeah, they man. just need something, and I mean, even in that too, I I've seen so many names that the Knicks are looking at. They're looking at like roughly eight guys right now for that position. Hey, I mean they they desperately want it because they was the first New York team, right? And now they're competing with the Brooklyn Nets. And it's like, how dope would that be to have two New York teams and then two LA teams both trying to battling. dominate each conference? Yeah, bro. And it's like every time they play, you know it's gonna be a good game. So, I mean, we definitely want to see them get back on the map for sure. So that way, it could put one more team in the East add more competition for the rest of the teams that is up and winning. So I'm sure. But hey, I mean we, we, we talked about last episode. We we might not even know that uh the Brooklyn Nets will be relevant anymore either if Kyrie kinda jumps ship and creates his <laughs> own league and if K D bounces with him and all that kind of stuff. But if you want to hear more about that, tune into episode nineteen. That was definitely an interesting show for sure. Definitely man and um you know bro it's it's all interesting and like we always say, we just got to wait and see and honestly hope that this continue as far as the right step to get them to be safe and play. Facts. That's the thing, too. Two, two more little topics here on the NBA, and then that's all we got here tonight on the Breaking Barriers pod. But this, ne- this next uh, tidbit of information I seen earlier, Wizards forward uh, Davis Bertans, the big white yeah. dude. You seen he, he decided to sit out the rest of the season. He's not coming back to play in Orlando. Yeah, I seen that. I actually seen the update right before we got home, literally. Right. So I'm out here in Baltimore, like I said. So I've seen the Wizards play a couple times live this year, and honestly, he okay. was nice. And he he, he was a front runner for potentially the Sixth Man of the Year, Most Improved Player of the Year. Um, essentially, what he's trying to do is stay off his feet. He tore his right ACL two times in the last like four or five years. So this dude's Man. trying to just chill. And secure a bigger bag for next the next upcoming season. Can't blame him, bro. And the good thing about this, Adam Silver, shout out to him, the goat. Um, you know, saying that he won't really, it won't be no charge or no, no hassle if they don't, if they decide they don't want to come back. So, uh, I feel like that's smart on his behalf if he don't feel safe enough to to go and want to play. And then I, I feel like that was also great and dope on Adam Silver's behalf because of the fact he gave them that leeway to not necessarily get in trouble. And they're not put in a situation where they felt like they gave up on 18. They're not pressured you know? to come back. Yeah, exactly. So, um, honestly, I can't blame him because, like we just said a few minutes ago, bro, this is definitely not over. Mm-mm. And we can't we can't call what's going to happen tomorrow. But it, and it's not like it's just going to go away tomorrow. But um, – you know, as far as everything else go, how could you blame him for wanting to get a better bag, a bigger bag? He can still get better at home. Facts. So, and that's the thing too. The Wizards want to bring him back as an unrestricted free agent. So, like that, that's known. That's on the table already. So, along with that too, the Wizards they're wow, they're six games back from the eighth seed right now, I believe. And like we talked about a couple episodes ago, they need to get within four games of the eighth seed to potentially have that play-in little series, that three-game series, to even make the playoffs. So it's like there would be a lot of uh, unnecessary rushed wear and tear on uh, Bertans if he did come back. So 
Yeah, man. I mean, I don't blame him. It's not really hurting him, and I don't think it's hurting the organization either. Uh-uh. Not at all, bro, because they're not. You better wake up, man. Man. <laughs> I'm trying, bro. But, no, nah, they, you know, they're not. It's not going to hurt them because he come back, they still got the same chance they had with him gone. Thanks. It's highly good. Right. I mean, they're just they're getting ready for next season with uh, – all-star Bradley Beal with John Wall coming back better than before from what I've been seeing and hearing. And then, I mean, with this dude, Berton's coming back stronger too. So, Imagine if they could get a nice forward, though, bro. I know. It'd be dope. But, I mean, you know, I don't – like you said, I don't blame him. He wanted, to, he wanted to secure a bigger bag and probably just validate himself that he's worthy of being in the league longer than just a, a couple of days. 10-day contract or a few years, you know, just little stuff like that. Right, so right, right. Can't be mad at him. Not at all. And the last thing here, bro, I've seen literally like two minutes before you invited me to record here, Jay Williams tweeted out that starting tomorrow, 623, NBA players will begin being tested for COVID. So okay. we got to be on the lookout for Positive cases <laughs> these next couple of days. There, you know, there's going to be a lot of names, a lot of numbers being thrown around, and we just got to stay up with it so we can give the fans what they need to know. Definitely, man. So you know, you hear your phone going crazy. That just probably be <laughs> yeah. me, bro. Tw- Twitter, Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> and it's funny because we'll really send each other something on Instagram and then go to Twitter to see something, but send it on Twitter like we couldn't just find it on Instagram. Oh, no, it, it got to be both places, so I know where we can type it down and get everything nice and lined up. You know, you know how it goes. <laughs> Definitely, man. <laughs> Definitely. But, yeah, for sure, uh, that's interesting to see because all these cats that's worried could be the ones that got it without even going to Orlando yet. Right, and that's – I mean, we've seen so many guys playing in open runs over the last few weeks, and it's like you never know who's going to test positive, man. Uh, and it's once again, let's hope and pray that nobody do so they can stay safe and get the league back. But it's gonna be interesting to see for sure. Right. And so, I mean, that's really it, bro. Episode twenty. Um, I think we got to get back in our interview bag too. We have a few few dope interviews lined up. We're gonna get those out for you guys here sooner than later. Sure, man. But still, request who you want us to talk to. Facts. I I got a couple requests as far as uh you know, some college guys that they want to hear up on here. So, you know, I'm going to do my best to tap in with them as well. But, um, you know, just let us know who you want to hear from. For sure. We'll do our best to reach out. For sure. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, shout us out on Instagram, Twitter, at GZ Hoops, at Breaking Barriers Training, and kind of reach out to us. Say what you've liked so far through 20 episodes, what you haven't liked. If you there's one particular conversation that you loved, throw it out there. We would love to share it. We'd love to hear everything. And we're going to be shouting you guys out. We're, we're potentially going to be dropping some merch. Maybe you guys can win if you keep giving us love. And we're just going to keep going, man. So tap in with us on all of our social media platforms. For sure, man. And once again, we want to thank Anchor for first and foremost giving us the platform Facts. to do what we do. And, uh, you know, shout out to the gang, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the rest of them for putting our stuff out there to be able to be heard Mm -hmm. for sure so i mean bro that's another episode i appreciate you you know i'm gonna tap in with you yes sir bro i'll talk to you in a minute definitely bro